Hello, and welcome to the Reynolds Hotbox, a podcast about local media and the future of media. My name is Tristan Taylor, and I use they, them pronouns. I am an actor and reporter at the University of Nevada, Reno, and today I'm joined by my best friend and peer, Nicole Vasquez. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Nicole Vasquez. I am an English literature undergraduate here at UNR, and my pronouns are they, them, or she, her. Yay, thank Yay. you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm <laughs> so excited. I am too. Um, and to all of our listeners, thank you so much for joining us in the hot box today. We have a very hot topic to discuss. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so the topic that we are talking about today is queer language and slang and um, the difference between appreciation and appropriation when using these terms. I am sure everyone is familiar with at least a few of these words and also has them in their vocabulary. Uh, personally, my favorite is slay. Yeah, I'm an I'm a avid slay user. Slay, Every day I slay. Period. <laughs> Every day I slay. slay <laughs> period. Period. Yas. I say yas to everybody. Yas. Yas. Queen. Oh, yeah. Queen. That's fierce. Fierce. <laughs> That's so fierce. Or, um, like, you better work. Yeah. Work. I love work. Work. Um, I'll death drop throughout the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll hunty. Oh, you just hunty? Yeah, queen boots the house down. Slay, like you just death drop all the time. Yeah. Avid. Even at avid work. User of the yeah. Death drop. <laughs> <laughs> what if that's how I broke my leg? <laughs> I broke my leg death dropping at work. <laughs> no. Um, but also like the use of AAVE and uh, or African American vernacular English is what that stands for. Um but few people know where this slang originated from, and that, I feel, is where people cross a fine line from appreciation to appropriation. Uh, Nick, I was wondering if you could give us, like, a brief background and, like, history of slang. Of course. So, the original, uh, well, the slang that's, like, slay, shade, queen, it all started with the underground ballroom scene. Um, which started during the Harlem Renaissance in the 1920s. So it was actually created by the LGBTQ community as a way to finally escape injustice in their society. Um, if you don't know what a drag ball is, it's when people from the community would participate in extravagant competitions, they had categories, they would compete against each other, and they'd win a crown. Um, this was just a way for them to escape. It was a new safe environment, which is what started this new language to be formed because it was with people who understood their struggles. It was in the middle of the AIDS epidemic. Um, so they really just used it to get away from the society that was constantly oppressing them. So that's where the language came from. Very cool. Thank you so much for explaining that. Yeah, no problem. Um, and now in modern day, uh, it is very much in the mainstream media. 100%. I think I think, personally first saw it in like rupaul's drag race um we also see it a lot on like twitter.com and especially right now tiktok influencers like rico taquito and griffin maxwell brooks those are my two favorites <laughs> um they just have this very large platform and they both um are queer people so they use queer language obviously um but now like cis heterosexual people are seeing them use that and then like integrating it into their own vocabulary as well 
Yeah, it makes it very mainstream. TikTok reaches a lot of people. Lot. I don't know anybody who doesn't know TikTok or like a majority of people have TikTok. Even at this point, like my mom has a TikTok, which yeah. is so crazy to me. Or they've been on TikTok at one point in their life. Like it's influential. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, quick break. Hey, thanks for listening to the Reynolds Hot Box, the best way to slay the day. Um, continuing our conversation, I wanted to kind of define appreciation versus appropriation and how one can truly better be an ally. 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 <laughs> Hi, I'm a part of the LGBTQ community. And this is my best friend, Valentina. She's an ally. Ally. <laughs> That's my favorite TikTok, just so everybody knows. Just so everybody knows. Yeah, because I'm also influenced by TikTok. Yeah. Every day every day (laughs) um so back to appreciation versus appropriation um appreciation is when someone seeks to understand and learn about another culture in effort to broaden their perspectives and connect with others however on the other hand appropriation is simply taking one aspect of a culture that is not your own and using it for your own personal interest specific examples of this can even be found in like mainstream media by like pop culture influencers uh such as like beyonce and madonna nick can you explain or expand on that (laughs) yes so the highest perpetrators of the misuse of queer slang actually are these proclaimed gay icons that are said to be like by the community they're not self-proclaimed they are taken in by the lgbtq community and then they are like these gay icons beyonce and madonna neither of them are gay they (laughs) they don't identify as gay they are both straight women um and the controversy behind the both of them is that Beyonce's team in her music video for Formation used a bunch of queer culture mm-hmm. and actually had queer artists in the music video and in their whole project on their tour and they were not compensated. Um, so Of course not. Yeah, and Beyonce never addressed that. So it's like she's this big gay icon who's like a an ally, but mm-hmm. she's never outspoken. And it's only been in recent times that she has actually come out to like support the gay community especially like after gay marriage was legalized was when she was like more of a advocate but like before was a lot of silence and the madonna thing is interesting because madonna if you think about it is known for voguing but madonna stole voguing from the drag scene she stole it she stole it and then she had her own personal gain because she made so much money off vogue yeah like just the dance like she had a whole music video and people just think about madonna when they think about voguing but you should be thinking about the drag ball scene yeah and honestly i never even knew about that and like her appropriating the voguing until i watched pose on fx love pose i love in love with pose so good (laughs) it makes me cry like i will sob if i'm watching it i literally watched it in like one day same binged it the whole thing but um the specific episode where he like uh one of the main characters he's a dancer and um he like was voguing in the ballroom scene and doing like all that stuff and once madonna got a hold of it and it started becoming really mainstream all these people wanted to take classes and like really learn how to vogue and so he was teaching these classes and it was like fun and cool but then once madonna was like out of that era all of his like classes left and he like no longer could teach people how to vogue and no one was no longer interested in voguing and that's just another way that 
queer people are exploited. Exploited and then left when they have no more, like, things to gain from. Yeah. Nothing else to gain from. They leave them. To dry, yeah. No support. <laughs> no support after that. But then they continue to steal their future vocabulary that the queer community always produces. Because there's always something new. Always something and new. And people love to steal. They do. And they love to think it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Beyonce. How could she? I love Beyonce. You know, but, like, I, do I feel like Beyonce. I only like her sometimes. And, like, the queer community only likes her because she kind of recognizes like queer people and they feel seen and so then like they give back to her and like money and so like she's just like gaining capitalism yeah like that. capitalistic interest off queer individuals that's wrong but typical but it happens typical. more often than not and i think a lot of people just don't realize it but when you learn the history of queer culture you just realized how like how much mainstream culture that we have mm-hmm. right now is because of queer people, specifically queer people of color. Yeah. And nobody ever talks about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the overall message here is that every single day, so many people in the LGBTQ community experience exploitation, discrimination, and more often than it should happen, death, because they are queer. And while we continue to suffer, heterosexual, cisgendered people continue to steal and use historical queer language and culture without caring about the people who created it. Um, So remember next time that you slay the house boots down, that queer people of color have fought for their place to do just the same and are still in a battle to receive equality. Thank you so much for tuning for tuning into the Reynolds Hotbox. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Reynolds Hotbox. My name is Tristan Taylor. Follow me on Twitter at UNR Tristan and Instagram at Tristan.Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me, Nicole. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had so much fun. I had a great time too. Yay. Slay! Slay.